Welcome to the latest version of our podcast. Uh, it's John Pryor um, from our foreign exchange business here. Delighted as always to be joined by Philip Shaw, our chief economist, and Chris Brand from our trading desk. Uh, it's been um, a, uh, a really, really busy week or two. Um, the the last time we we came on was probably just in the run up to the U.S. election, and it was a extremely busy 48 hours. But interestingly, we you know markets didn't move quite as much as may have been expected, predominantly probably because of the the nature of the result and, and versus some expectations, uh, the the slightly calm nature of that. Even though we know that um, there is still uh, a, a concession to make and uh, and a lot of work to be done. Uh, I think from a, a sterling perspective, it's been really interesting. And I think whilst the the market reaction to the US election was somewhat duller than expected. So we found, you know, sterling dollar um, circle around that 130 region for the last week or two. Then, as we all know very well now after the news this week, the vaccine news on Monday um, for, you know, excuse the pun, gave a, a huge injection to sterling um over the last 48 hours so sterling dollar kicking on to 133 has sparked life into our clients i think you know interestingly for us the the the, the conversation the tone of the conversation with clients now is is still very much centered around there is this huge quantum of risk still on the short short term horizon which feels like it's going to um in in, in many respects it, it's going to steer 2021 so we've still got remnants of the U.S. elections. We've still very much got the the factor of COVID and and actually probably the increased scrutiny now on vaccine news after the Pfizer news on Monday. And of course, we've still got Brexit. So we find our clients are, are very much in a point whereby they are thinking hard about 2021 risking exposures. But much of that will rest on the next four to six weeks. So the good news is that we've got the experts here to help us with uh, trying to understand how is that risk going to play out in the coming weeks and what that means for 2021. So I'll hand you over across to, to Phil. Uh, welcome, Phil. It'd be great to hear about your thoughts as to the recent news and, and what's been going on in the economy. Thanks very much, John. Hi, everybody. I hope you're all keeping safe and well. And, you know, as John's outlined, as ever, it's been a pretty eventful couple of weeks. And I'd just speak for a couple of minutes, I think, on, on three main categories here. And, and the first, of course, is the coronavirus and specifically in the UK, the national lockdown, which has been imposed in England and a tightening of restrictions in Scotland as well, where uh, the vaccine news also um, has had a big impact on, on markets, perhaps the outlook for the economy too. And the second one, you know, as ever, the UK EU trade talks and um, the shape of Brexit. And thirdly, of course, the, the US election. So if we start with the coronavirus stuff and how it affects the UK, and clearly there are big concerns over the tightening of restrictions, um, in particular in England, on the UK economy. If you look at the current data, what we're doing is that we're looking at the figures through the rear view mirror. We had GDP numbers this morning and specifically they related to September, which meant that we also had complete numbers for the third quarter. and they were a bit disappointing, but 1.1% GDP growth on the month in September is still pretty meaty. And for the third quarter as a whole, the growth number came out at 15.5% on 
the quarter and, and that follows an even bigger drop of 19.8% in the second quarter. So if you're looking just at you know what's been happening over the past few months as the official numbers are telling us it looks pretty good. What looks less good obviously is where we're going to go on the economy looking forward. Um, if we notch on a month to October we that we'll see further economic growth for that month, despite the introduction of the tiered lockdown um, around the UK, uh, but not by as much as we, we saw in September. November, I think following the national lockdown, we're going to see a fall in GDP. Now we're not likely to see anything on a scale of April, but it's still gonna be pretty big and we think sufficiently large to drag the fourth quarter down as a whole. Um, after that, what happens in early December? I think the assumption has to be that we go back to a tiered lockdown, which particular tiers each region will be in, we, we don't know. But uh, a political imperative for Boris is to make sure we're not under lockdown over Christmas. But also from an economic perspective that consumers are able to, to be able to go out and spend in the weeks before Christmas. So the idea of just releasing the country on Christmas Eve really doesn't cut importance to the economy of December spending. Uh, the rollout of the vaccine could well start early next month. We of course had the news from Pfizer this week, but Moderna and AstraZeneca could follow fairly shortly. Um, that should be enough, we think, overall to deliver more growth in the first quarter. Uh, but suddenly we think that a vaccination across the country could mean that the Q2 um, numbers will look better on the back of fewer social restrictions, et cetera, et cetera. So from the point of view of the GDP outlook, not so good over the next month or so, but a steady recovery and hopefully something more meaningful again over the second quarter. And we would note that if you look at the, the st stats that the levels of um, reported infections over the UK do appear to have levelled out at something like 22,000 a day and that's been helped by Northern Ireland and Wales um, falling. Um, in terms of the trade talks we had always thought we would go to the wire and that deadline was in mid-November but apparently the latest news from the talks is that the informal deadline latest informal deadline over the weekend will be missed so it could well be that the negotiators go back to Brussels next week to continue the talks and there's even been some talk that the European Parliament will go home before Christmas but will meet in a virtual way at the end of December in order to ratify any agreement if there is one so yes we, we do think that the talks will still go to the wire but it does look like the wire has been pushed back somewhat. Lastly on the election result and the Biden win. Um, yeah, pretty close. We do have more uncertainty. I, I think there is a, a limit to President Trump refusing to accept the result and refusing to leave the White House. Um, I, I imagine you know, there's going to be a, a hand recount in Georgia, for example, that most observers think that's not going to change the result, i.e. A, a narrow democratic victory there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Donald Trump does his impression of Arnie and says, I'll be back in 2024. And actually, Arnie was the governor of California, wasn't he? So there is a, um, a political parallel there. 
Um, in terms of the overall administration, it does look as if the Republicans will hold on to the Senate, but that isn't necessarily the case because the two races that we have in Georgia, there, there were two seats up for grabs there. There has to be a um, runoff in each one. Um, I think that's in early January. And if the Democrats win both of those, and it's not if impossible, particularly, you know, it looks like they've won the presidential race there, then you get to 50-50 in the Senate. Um, Kamala Harris, the vice president, will have the casting vote. Um, Democrats just have control of the Senate. So that's one to watch. So, yeah, in summary, we've seen big moves in foreign exchange over the past couple of weeks. We're still looking for sterling to go up before the end of the year, even from current levels. We know it's it's been stronger this week, but that is dependent on a Brexit deal or a trade deal being struck before the end of the year. And we are beginning now to turn our attention to, you know, what happens over 2021? What are the dynamics going to be? You know, we're probably going to be looking at the recovery UK EU trade conditions to see if whatever deal we get works, um, politics generally, and of course, specifically the relations between the US and China. Phil, thanks so much. Really, really, really interesting. And actually, it brings me on nicely then, because as, as you've alluded to there, um, you know, Chris, we, we've, we've had such a, a wave of economic events and, and themes in, in this quarter. And and it may be the case that actually all of a sudden we get into 2021 and we have a clear democratic victory in the US. Um, there is much more certainty and confidence in a coronavirus vaccination, meaning the world resets and Brexit is ratified. So the question on on clients lips at the moment is, well, then what 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 does a what does a dynamic look like for sterling in 2021? So it'd be really good to get your thoughts around, obviously, the short term volatility, but also looking ahead into next year as to how do we think sterling will trade and what are those key things that, that the pound will be looking for? Well, I would love to say that um, Brexit will be over, the vaccine will be there and the US elections are all sorted. But uh, I think all these things are going to drag into next year as well. I think in terms of the Brexit scenario, um, I agree. I do think we get a deal and I do think we see sterling go higher on the back of it. But I think once you see that initial move, I think we need to look at the um, the how the deal pans out and what it actually looks like, and also the what trade deals we can now um, uh, take part in. Um, so I don't think the Brexit story is going to go away overnight as soon as the deal signed. I think you'll get the knee-jerk reaction higher on the good news that the deal's done, uh, and then I think in the coming months it will be scrutinised um, by everyone and see what progress is actually made. Uh, in terms of the vaccine, I think that's still going to be on the cards as well. I don't think it's going to be rolled out um, massively um, at the end of this year. I think they'll target maybe like the uh, older and more vulnerable people first. So how quickly can we start opening up the economy and have a normal or going back to normality? I think it's going to take time. Um, I think it's definitely been a positive news story in terms of the Pfizer I mean, there are some concerns about how they distribute it and whether they have to keep it below a certain temperature. Um, so the rollout could be complicated, but we know that there's more vaccines like the Oxford AstraZeneca um, to come forward as well. So, yeah, I think the market has taken a positive. I think we'll see more of the positive as well. And I guess also, you know, with the US election, we know Biden's view on the UK and the Northern Ireland uh, Good Friday Agreement. He's already been quite clear on his uh, 
on his opinion and basically how that we should not um, uh, break these agreements. So I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a difficult start between relationship between Boris and Biden on this on the basis of this. But hopefully we know more once the Brexit deal is done and what kind of relationship we will have the US. Um, I know they're always keen to stress that the special relationship, um, but you wonder if Biden will think it's that special if we uh, don't play ball on the island situation. So unfortunately, I think it's certainly in the first half of next year, we'll see the same sort of themes uh, uh, attached to the market, but maybe in a less dramatic way. Thanks, Chris. And, and just looking slightly shorter term, were you were you surprised to see Sterling have such a positive reaction to the vaccine news in the week? Um, no, not necessarily. I think we had a couple of things, really. We had the initial move higher on general dollar weakness from the Biden election win. So it was already um, going into that direction. And I think with the Pfizer, it was just a good news story that we needed at the time. Um, you know, positionings were a little bit lighter going into the election. And this was kind of the good news that sparked a new wave of uh, risk on. So we saw basically the general risk on across the board um, with money moving out of kind of our safe havens and into more uh, riskier and EM currencies. So we've seen dollar and trade down um, quite a bit down to like, a, you know, 1520 when last week it was about the 16 handle. So we have seen quite a big shift. Um, we're still a little bit sensitive to headlines. So those Brexit headlines we spoke about earlier that the EU and UK would not get a agreement by mid-November. We did see quite a big move in Sterling on the back of it. Um, there was a lot of long positions looking for the break higher and that news put a squeeze on these long positions. And um, so we still get some position squeezes going on. Um, but yeah, I think the I think the path, of, the risk certainly is to the upside in Sterling at the moment. Um, in terms of levels, I just want to bear in mind there's a couple of key levels coming up in um, both sterling dollar and sterling euro. On sterling euro, we kind of touched it um, this week. It's at 112.86, which translates to 0.8860 in euro sterling terms. And that was the September uh, high. So that's kind of like a key level. Um, we held it this time around, but I think we might see, if we see more sterling strength, we're going to see that level attacked again. Um, and the same in sterling dollar. We've got an upward trend sloping from September where the top of the trend comes in at 133.20 region. Again, we had a look at that levels, but those EU comments just turned the market a little bit. So I think we'll see another test of those levels in the coming days, especially if we get some more positive Brexit news. Thanks so much, Chris, and thank you, Phil. Uh, look, I hope that's been useful for everyone. It continues to be pretty manic and it will be the case all the way through to Christmas. Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to wish everyone safe and well and continues to do so and we'll look forward to catching up again very soon.